fun-filled, educational, debate-driven episode of Black Opinions Matter. My name, as always, is Amino Hassan. I'm joined by Black Trey, John Gervais, and coming back, the people's champ himself, Mariano Bivens. What's up, baby? What's up, man? What's going on, G? How y'all? How y'all, man? Y'all look good. You know what I'm saying? I see I see you with the do-rag. The do-rag easy. Man. No before, vibes, man. Before he put it on, though, like, I saw the hairline. Now, now Mario, you've been edging up your own hair, right? Yeah, for like a couple months. You just started now during the pandemic. This wasn't something you were doing this before? This is something I've never, literally never done before. Did you have any, like, worries? Like, man, what, what if I... I make irreversible damage. Bro, listen, the thing that stopped me from doing it, like preventing me from doing it sooner was, oh boy, if I mess this up, this ain't this ain't something you could just be like, you know what? Like, like you, you know how you losing the Madden? You could just quit and just start another game. Like, you can't just exit to menu on your hairline and just restart. You can't do that. You got to wait and hold another cycle. So, yeah, I was nervous. I really was. But it's like, Playing like Final Fantasy or one of them games, you got to start all the way over. At the Boy, this, yeah, this, so is the barber canceled from here on out? Now that you know how to do this, it's not necessarily canceled because my barber's a good dude. Like I like kicking it with him mm-hmm. anyway. Like you know, we we still keep in touch and you know we text and talk about you know rap and just whatever else going on. So it ain't necessarily canceled, but I've been saving a lot of money too, and I kind of like saving money. So you know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, kind of like it yeah if I, if I put it like this if I want to fade I'm going to him because I ain't That's I've been so watching funny. videos on like fades and all that and I ain't I'm not I'm not messing around with none of that so Mar you weren't here a couple of weeks ago we were talking about this mm-hmm. but when I'm on Instagram I find myself anytime you know how they have those ads that'll come on your, your, your timeline you're going through and then all of a sudden there's a post that's an ad anytime they got that man with the golden clippers I will watch that ad to the end because they make it look so easy. Listen, bro, that's why I started lining myself up because the videos, I'm like, it's been this way the whole time? Like, it's been this easy the whole time? Nah. And it's really not. It's really not. Like, you get up there, you start doing it, you're like, all right, my shit don't look like the video. His shit was sharp. When he hit his with in the corner, I had to go and watch it like five times. Like, now I know, now you get nervous in the chair. I mean, your barber go to that same spot like nine times and keep brushing and now I know why he did it. Like now I'm like I'm like reaching out to my barber, like I understand now, bro. I get it. <laughs> it's giving you empathy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, when I see when I see that golden clipper go to work, I'll be like, whoo. They yeah. just go whoop, whoop, whoop. Now it's all gone. And then like fade it up real quick, like edge, edge, we done. I'm like, man. How, how can I be down? All right, we we got a we got a, a lot of a lot of topics today. Um, I want to start. We're gonna we're gonna get into Bubba Watson, the whole NASCAR thing. We're gonna talk about apparently Swiss Beats beef with Drake. I did oh, not man. know this, but I want to start with uh, something that applies to three out of four of us. Sorry, Trey, or maybe not. Maybe also <laughs> Trey. Father's Day. Father's Day was yesterday. Um, it does not. Apply to me, so I'm gonna sit you this sure one about, out. Are you sure about wait, that? Wait. I am not the father, you and you Lawrence found out, out last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, a lot of people hit me up with the Happy Father's Day text, and I gotta tell you guys, this is the most annoying thing in the world. Because then I gotta respond back to all these people. I, I if you haven't, if you haven't gathered. I'm not one for these big holidays. I don't care. And the only reason I do anything is because my kids get excited and I just want them to feel like it's appreciated. So they all made me cards and stuff. But people hit me all day long about, oh, who did they did they cook you your favorite meal? Oh, did they clean? I'm like, they didn't do nothing, man. They, they made cards. They gave me a hug and then they went back and playing and being loud, mm-hmm. which is how I want it, man. I don't want a, a big deal out of it. Uh, but that's just me. So Mar- Mari, I, I get the feeling you you. You on my side of this as far as I am. Um, I am as far as like the I woke up, you know, I woke up a little late and I had like 14 texts. Happy Father's Day. And I'm just like, oh, like, thank you. First of all, like, don't it's not that I'm I, it's not that I don't like love and I don't like appreciation. It's not that it's that I have to individually. It's not a group chat. It's not a group text. I can't just say it one time and everybody read it. I have to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my cousins and 
you know, my aunt's family members, his friends, and I'm just like, okay. And the messages were beautiful, but it's like, God damn it, awesome. man. Like, yeah, but um, as far as like what I got, you know, at home, um, so my wife actually bought me a wallet with, uh, it's this picture of my kids, like, on it. You know what I'm saying? So I got that. Um, she bought me, like, you know, a couple, like, T-shirts before that. Um, you know, just little stuff like that. That's all I really want is, like, just very small tokens of appreciation, some peace and quiet, and that's it. You know what I mean? I'll take that, and I'll take that over everything. I don't want the breakfast in bed and the yeah. all that. I don't want none of that. Like, thank you, but just you don't got to do I'm simple. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very simple. On the other end of the spectrum is John Gervais, the person who <laughs> I feel like more than anyone else takes so much joy and happiness in all of these events. He's Maybe wearing an I'm a proud face. dad shirt. Yeah, got a, I'm a proud dad shirt on. It's, Thank you. Jerv, is, is this because, like, I know obviously you got your stepchildren, but, like, is this because, like, a relatively new father? Do you, or do you really feel like, you know, I've well, always been this kind of event guy like that? No, I'm not this event guy. This is 100% hype off of the fact that, that I have a, uh, a daughter. Mm. And I just, uh, I, I always clown people for doing everything. And then during the pregnancy, I, I just, I think I, I even said on here, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be that guy. Like I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to, I'm going to live every, every, uh, moment of this. Although the text yesterday got a little annoying, though. I will, I will front on that. I'm I telling front, you. <laughs> I, I went for a ride. I went for a bike ride. That's my new thing. I like to ride through the city and it got very annoying <laughs> whatever, and I don't want to put my phone on disturb. Do not disturb, just in case an emergency happens or whatever. You know what I mean? But every couple of seconds, so the text. I mean, I appreciate it. It was love, but uh, you know, uh, I'm definitely that guy. I'm the event guy now. So yeah, look, yeah. catch me anywhere uh, promoting my daughter. Trey, do you feel left out at all? No, I don't feel left out. But now <laughs> I'm hearing from the person who actually has to send the text because I'm a fake ass nigga if I don't send the text. Did that mean <laughs> I don't appreciate y'all fatherhood? Nah. So again, nah, you was good, Trey. No, I knew it. I knew I was good with the bomb chat because I just grouped you niggas in one. It, it, exactly. So it wasn't like, you know what? Let me send a exactly. heartfelt message to Mari. Let me send a heartfelt message to me. No, if it was like, yo, if he would have did that and hit the chat, I would have been like, oh my no, God. No, I'm pretty sure you were like, yo, get, get this nigga the fuck out of here. He ain't a dad no, yet, you, so he don't understand. I love you, man. So my situation was, if I sent it to y'all and I sent it to another chat, I told Jade, I told Tom, I told Ben, and doubled up with a mean again because he was packaged in the shit. So then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Then I get on Twitter to try to get it off. Like, hey, this is for everybody. Didn't work. Niggas want their individual yeah. shit. Like, oh, I'm supposed yeah. to be your who, boy. Who, who are these people who want the individual shout out? I can't do, I can't put them out there like that. But all I'm going to say is <laughs> niggas is really, oh, you told that nigga happy uh, Father's Day, but you ain't tell me. And I really know you. And you supposed yeah, to be I mean, my boy. And I'm just like, I mean, all right, nigga. I don't get it because I'm not a daddy. But maybe if I ever be a dad, then I'm going to be, I told I don't know if I told Jerv or whoever it was. I said, oh, I told my homie DJ. I said, I'm following the blueprint. But I'm following Jerv blueprint too. I don't know if I'm going to go um, the gram crazy though. My nigga be, you know, shouts to Haven really feel like my real fucking niece. You she know what is I'm so saying? beautiful, man. So a beautiful girl. I be hyped. Like when he said his Father's Day gift was her walking, I felt like, yo, that's my niece walking. That shit's dope because we've been yeah, following yeah. her growth. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and cry, my nigga. It's cool. I ain't gonna call you a bitch I ass nigga. I was dead, bro. I, but, I was dead. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> overall, it was dope to see because your joy is also our joy. The same shit as when Mari first had his son. We were like, nigga, how old is he? Nigga landed like right. damn near two now, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. time is flying, but we're growing up with them. It'll be two in December. And I'm wow. sure by the time I finally finger roll my baby out. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, like I'm gonna. I mean, be... it start with a finger. It does. <laughs> there it you does. go. Yes, that's the Mari I missed. I just throw the lobs <laughs> off the glass. Um, but yeah, once I have my baby, then I can experience that joy too. But right now, I'm just living through y'all. Like that shit is dope. Just to yeah. see, and I always tell people that men only get two days. You get Father's Day and your birthday. 
The rest is that you know shit. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like, the one thing I will say, like, about my wife, like, since we started dating, like, all these years ago, no, I even get stuff on Valentine's Day from her. You know what I'm saying? Like, she don't, she don't do the whole, like, yeah, this is just for me, blah, 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 you know, because I was on that. Like, yeah, I'm going to get you something. She's like, no, nah, I'm going to get you something, too. So, you know, it's that's the one thing I will say. Like, no matter what, on the holidays, she, like, she's great at giving gifts. So she's a, not one of those so people. So I got a question like, for oh, the dads. Do you mm-hmm. want something on Valentine's Day? I wouldn't be mad if I didn't get anything, but if you give me something, it's like, you know, it's a bonus. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I won't, I won't be fell away. If I don't get nothing, but I don't, I don't really care. Let me just say right now, I'm going to unveil my philosophy to the world. My philosophy is don't get me nothing because I don't plan on getting you nothing either. (laughs) So I love the idea that most people don't know when my birthday is. So that way they can't wish me happy birthday. That way when their birthday come around, I don't, I don't wish happy birthdays. I'll be honest. The only people I wish happy birthday to are again, my kids. And that's just because I want them to feel like they're loved and well-adjusted, but not because I actually think it's important. Because I feel like like having to remember birthdays and all these days or whatever is just a tax on my brain. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to – I got enough shit to worry about. I don't need to worry about, oh, did I wish you a happy birthday? I'll be seeing people on Instagram and every single person who wished them happy birthday, they got the mention in there in the story. And it's like 100 of them in a row, and I'm like mm-hmm. – I never want that to happen to me because that means that's a hundred people I got to remember their birthdays of too. Yeah. So, birthdays, Valentine's, Father's Day, don't get me shit. Like, Jeez. don't remember. Like, I'm good. <laughs> Just as long as it's quid pro quo. Like, you're not mad when, Man, like Trey this said, is the people mean are, I love. you ain't hit me. You ain't hit me. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I love hey. this guy. It's a great. It's a. It's a very freeing thing. I'm telling you. Yeah. When you hit that level where you realize I don't have to remember shit. Oh my god, man! It is amazing. <laughs> Dirt. Um, Dirt love all that shit, man. Nah, I'm, I'm not really big on Valentine's Day. I don't really need anything. I'm chilling. I probably just want to watch something. And yeah. I just kind of just want to chill on Valentine's Day. So I don't really need anything on Valentine's Day. All I ever need ever for any holiday is black Nike socks and like t-shirt. That's it. That's really all I need. You buy me black Nike socks, you could buy that shit for me every single time. My birthday, Father's Day, Christmas, whatever. A random Wednesday. I'll be good. You can take me to the movies. So you want to be winding, dying all that. (laughs) What'd you say to me? Movies. Uh, I was going to ask you, what, what, what do you feel as far as the, those kind of protocols and stuff? For Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, birthday, yeah, all that stuff. Oddly, I don't think I was dating during those times. I've been like a weird nigga during that situation. Like, <laughs> oh, oddly. Oddly. How oddly. I mean, it just, it just <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, it just kind of works in my favor where I don't have to get nobody shit. But, um, February 11th, he's like, you know what? I don't think it's working out, man. I don't really want to, I don't know. Yeah, wow, but just, it's, know, it's really know. not my responsibility. You know what I'm saying? A nice, kind text or something like that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But if I did have someone special in my life, maybe I would roll something out. You know what I mean? But that's just not the case. <laughs> Trey going to find someone special on February 16th. You know, it always works out that yeah. way. Their birthdays or it's just, I don't, I yep. always miss them. The good times. Got a boy. Always miss them. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Trey. Yo, what's up? I know we got our boy Mariano on the pod today. I'm so excited about this, man. But let me ask you something. I- you notice this man's mustache? Yeah, man. He got a quarantine mustache. He's got a quarantine mustache. I mean, it is. I said, I told him he looked like like the MLK mustache there, man. Like uh, like any character from a 1940s or 1950s movie mustache right there. Uh, but here's the amazing thing. The rest of Mariano's face, clean shaven completely clean shaven and you know how Trey how because Harry's takes care of Mari and they can take care of you too if you go to harrys.com slash b-o-m 
and get a Harry's trial set delivered to your doorstep. That's right. Times are tough right now. Harry's is still here, though, to make sure that you look good and saving you money on the way. Harry's has your grooming needs covered with high-quality blades as those $2 each delivered straight to your doorstep. So you can be like Mariano, and you can do all types of different styles. Mariano went straight mustache, nothing else. Trey, you got the goatee going, right? Yeah. Jerv has his beard, but he's got his beard kind of trimmed up and edged up on the side. Me, let's not talk about me. I'm a mess. But all my co-hosts here are using Harry's, and they're using it, and they're happy because Harry's is quality. Harry's is durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. They cut out the middleman. They make their blades in a German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. That's 100 years for those of you that don't speak English that well. By the way, one of the cool things about Harry's, 1% 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide better access to health care for veterans. So it's not just you're saving money when you get it. It's not just you're looking good when you use it. You're also helping out with nonprofit organizations that could absolutely use the help for some of our uh you know, basically uh, uh, people who need the help. And to help support those who need it most right now, Harry's is actually donating $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the country. Again, you think about shaving your face, your mustache, your goatee, your beard, and that's all cool. And that you can help people by, by signing up. But also Harry's is sending these razors all across the country to these hospitals whenever people have brain surgery or surgery for different body parts they gotta shave it and guess what they're using Harry's equipment now so shout out to Harry's for that right now bomb listeners can redeem their Harry's trial to, at harrys.com slash b-o-m this is what you get you get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip you get a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go here's what you got to do harrys.com slash b-o-m go there sign up get your trial kit right now that's harrys.com slash b-o-m to start shaving better today so while we're on the topic of these special holidays or special days or whatever uh, I believe Friday was the first time I ever seen white people talk about Juneteenth in my yep. life. <laughs> like discovering Juneteenth and then going wholeheartedly, ten toes deep. That I didn't know how to how to react. So I mean, I don't know what what it, what was y'all feelings about seeing white people and like white brands, like seeing commercials for Juneteenth on TV. Go ahead and play points so we don't talk over each other. Okay, so Trey, let me start with you. So. First of all, rest in peace to my cousin, Al Edwards. He was the first person to get this bill passed in uh, Galveston, Texas. Um, but he had to do some like wacky-ass trade-off because politics works that way. He did an anti—he signed off an anti-abortion law in order to get Juneteenth passed as a state-paid mm. holiday. So it was a trade-off. They wouldn't going to give a black person that in the 70s and say, if you don't back me here, I'm not going to back you there. Right. And they gave okay. him that to sign that. But— um, it was good and overwhelming also because obviously this is a part of my family history. So it was cool to see brands being like, all right, we're going to do a paid holiday. But don't get it twisted in the, the next five years, Juneteenth is celebrated like Cinco de Mayo. That's what's going to happen, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what's going to happen. That's, that's actually a great point. It really is. Yeah. I, um, I, I think recently, so what started happening, I, I guess that I noticed is that no matter what video game you turn on, there's a message about like Black Lives Matter and Black people. Like the Madden home screen is like Black Lives Matter and this, and I'm just like, <clears throat> okay, like you know, I, I don't know what took so long. I guess for this message to be, you know, something so prevalent across like all these platforms. But I mean, it's something that's it's, it's good to see, and I, I didn't even think about that, Trey, until you just said that about it being celebrated that way. And I honestly feel like that's the trajectory of it. Like, like really. Yeah, absolutely. 
My man said that what wait for next year we're gonna have a Chevy Juneteenth sale sale Fifteen hundred off of MSRP or zero percent financing. Jer, what was your reaction seeing like all these established brands wishing everybody a happy Juneteenth? I was uh I was with it at first. I was like, oh, that's dope. They're giving everybody to pay holiday, but then after thinking about it, I think I seen a couple of tweets or whatever. I'm with Trey. Like I think it's about to get super corny. They're about to make it a whole type of thing, and I can't even imagine the type of ignorance that they going that, that, that they're going to like how they're going to celebrate in the type of like ignorant way that it's going to be celebrated. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. So like that kind of is uh, especially for me. Like I didn't really learn about it until I was in college. <clears throat> So yeah, when it, when the, you know, so Trey, you said you, you you know you had a family member who was actually very instrumental behind getting this to be a paid holiday uh, in the state of Texas. What when did you first learn about Juneteenth? Uh, it's always been a thing in my family, just because Al is just like that's my yeah. my great cousin. Um, sadly, he, he passed uh, April 29th, so he didn't even get to see this shit. Kind oh of wow! Yeah, he has a statue in Galveston, yeah. Texas. Actually, him holding wow. the actual Juneteenth bill. Um, so, wow, that's tough. Yeah. Man. So, um, bittersweet for our family, but dope. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, but understanding what it possibly may be, it's not like you black. So you get the day off. It's kind of like it's acknowledged. And again, what, what can we pretty much ask for in this scenario? But I do think that it should be added to curriculum elsewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Because there's people that actually, if you weren't born in Texas, you don't know what that is. And mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to shame you and say, oh, you just now finding out about it? Or why are you celebrating it right now? No. All is welcome because this is very important. And a lot of people that don't, for our listeners who don't know who Juneteenth is, for two years, slavery was supposed to be done and they had people still working in Texas as slaves for yeah. the free for the they free. Basically didn't tell they basically didn't tell nobody. They didn't tell nobody. And they, they basically murdered every messenger that was supposed to make it down to the South to let them know that they were free. So you think about that. If you didn't know, you in other states and you like, oh well, my cousin, it ain't like I can pick up the phone and say, Nigga, you free, stop working for that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? You pretty much had to to to, to, to find out on the, the hard way and it and it was also a disheartening story. Well, I think from the the late 60s or early 70s, someone was still working in servitude like that way. No. Yeah, they didn't find out. No. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you say, nah, you can Google it. It's uh, it's there. I just don't have the actual, like, name. So the 60s or 70s? mm -hmm, That they were still working as slaves. They didn't know. They had no fucking, like, direct line to it. Oh, my God. That's wild. But people communication was like like how it is right now, like communication was the way it is right now. And like you, you, you decided to take some time off of social media and you got back on. It was like, nah, niggas been free for like, two, well, no, nah, Mari, that's like you coming back on, right? You've been going for <laughs> yeah, a that's what I'm saying. And niggas is like, yo, we got all reparations. And you like, nigga, wait, what? <laughs> what? And they like, yo, Mari, you ain't apply for your reparations. Niggas like, nah, right. I've been on social media. Like, well, nigga, we got our 357,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we nah, got our shit. Not. <clears throat> real, real quick, real quick before we move on, Trey, I want to ask you this because I didn't ask you this on the last segment. When you when you tore your uh, meniscus, was it meniscus, right? Mm-hmm. Was it before or after Valentine's Day? Because that's that's pretty convenient injury to just have, you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, it happened in. Um... July of 2015. Okay, all right. You, are you good then? Yeah, right, I still cool. had somebody take want... care of me. God bless her. So Cool. Um, God bless her. Look at this guy. Oh, but, I mean, no, she, she's a nice girl. But I'm just saying, overall, um, yeah, it didn't happen during Valentine's Day. All right, cool. I just want to make sure you said, all right, all right, cool, uh, yeah. cool. Not a heartbreak thug here. <laughs> Yo, the, uh, the, man, like, dude finding out about slavery, like, 100 years <laughs> later, that might take the cake, man. Like, think about that shit, man. Like, yo, man, hey, what you about to get into, man? I got to go, master, don't be angry. What do you want, my master, man? You know, like, I can't just leave the the big house. What you talking about? Like, what are you talking about, man? We're going to Arby's. Like, what is Arby's? 
That's a wild place to be like, yo, don't go do that. We're going to Arby's. That nigga might find out what Arby's is and be like, nah, right, I think I'm going so to catch up with y'all later. I found it. Arby's. Yeah, I'm going to go over here. I'm, I'm going to stay here. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, get after it, big Look, dog. My dog is upset about Arby's, bro. See, Gambit ain't having it. All right, so uh, this was posted February 28th, 2018. Um, Vice. Black people in the U.S. were enslaved well into the 1960s. More than 100 years after the emancipation of proclamation, there were black people in the Deep South who had no idea they were free. These people were forced to work, violently tortured, and raped. Historian and genealogist Antoinette Harrell has undercovered cases of African Americans still living as slaves 100 years after the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. The 57-year-old Louisiana native has dedicated more than 20 years to pre-niche or peonage research. Through her work, she's unearthed painful stories in southern states like Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Florida. Over a series of interviews, over a series of interviews, she told Justin Forno about how she became an expert of modern slavery in the United States. God damn. Uh, we knew our family had once been slaves in Louisiana in 1994. I started to look into historical records and public records. I found my ancestors in the ni- in 1853 inventory belonging to Benjamin and Celia Banks and Richardson, written down alongside other personal belongings that included spoons, forks, hogs, cows, and a sofa were my great grandparents. Uh, and they had been appraised for pretty much, uh, $1,100. But yeah, like if you go down the line, it's over. It's, it's a, it's a bunch of people that just didn't have that direct Yo, line. They had no clue. That is, that is crazy, bro. That That is. And that's, that's why wild. we deserve reparations. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. That's crazy. The fact that you can manipulate somebody and still That's just good. say, these people probably can't read or write. They have no common knowledge of the internet. They have no common knowledge of what's really going on. It's like living basically in one of those third world countries that live in the jungle. And you're just like, if they see me in a mean or you or, or, or Mari walking around, they're going to look at us like we Django. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Massa gonna see you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's a laughable moment, but you have to like also think like that's that's real. It's real life. We're in 2020, and these people were well beyond still working as slaves. That shit is disheartening. Y'all really make me laugh at the shit that I want to laugh at, man. Always, always. But that's no, no. That's the thing. It's (laughs) that's our joy, humor, and dancing. (laughs) It is. God. I live in Atlanta. I know a nigga. A nigga. Can, <laughs> hey, listen. A nigga could be a nigga could be rich, and a nigga still come for his hairline. Yeah, we black. Yeah, yo, listen, dog. If a nigga get robbed at QT right now, ten minutes later, they gonna you you gonna see a video of somebody saying, "Hey, hey," and he gonna be dancing, still probably with blood dripping down his face, like doing a move. You like that little like the video of that little kid? We was crying. Like he was like acting out, you know what I mean? Like that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doing all the all the uh, dances from Fortnite. Come on, you want to yeah. dance so much? Go ahead and dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> oh my god, yo, that's uh, that's bizarre, man. Trey, you know what I don't miss? What you don't miss at all? I don't miss going to the bank physically. Standing in line, looking at all these ugly people, <laughs> take their time, people counting out pennies on the counter. I don't miss any of that. I know what y'all are thinking. I mean, it's because the pandemic, right? Like, that's why. Like, no, I don't miss it because I don't go to banks anymore because I bank a mobile bank called Current. Got me a Visa debit card, got me free overdraft up to $100 with no hidden fees. And guess what, Trey? What? My direct deposit hits two days faster. Bling, bling. Oh, my God. I cannot explain it. The power you feel when you know the check is coming on Friday, but you are on Wednesday spending it, paying bills, 
taking somebody you love out to eat, buying gifts. You don't have to worry about waiting until payday to be able to do this. And you don't have to worry about overdraft up to $100 because it's free with current. They call it overdrive. If you spend over your balance, you won't get declined and you won't get charged any fees and you can use over 55,000 free ATMs with current. Now, Trey, I know what you're thinking. I mean, what if it's not a direct deposit? What if you have a paper check? What are you gonna do? You can't go into a physical bank now. What are you gonna do? It's easy. On the back of your phone, I guarantee anyone who's listening to this, pick up your phone, flip your phone, look at the back of it. You're gonna see a black dot or dots. That's your camera. The camera on your phone helps you deposit the checks. Welcome to the 21st century. Current has perks like instantly refunding the holes that gas stations put on your card so you don't need to wait days just to get your own money back from the pump. Current is a real bank account, not a prepaid card. So it works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, Venmo. You can even instantly send money for free using your current tag. Black Trey, what is your current tag? B-L-K-T-R-A-Y. Easy enough. If you want to send them money, just go ahead. He just gave you the tag right there. Current notifies you when you spend, and it lets you pause your card instantly in the app. That way, if you misplaced it, you don't have to cancel the card. You can pause and then look for it, and, and if you find it, you can start it back up again. And for those of you guys who are under 18 listening, or if you're parents and you have kids who are under 18, guess what? You can also get an account with Current, even if you're under 18. It only takes two minutes to sign up, people. Current card will be shipped to you for free. Download Current now. Get a Current Black Premium card when you go to Current.com and enter the promo code BOM. That's C-U-R-R-E-N-T.com. Enter promo code BOM. Speaking of bizarre, so <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this, man. Uh, NASCAR recently banned the Confederate flag. Again, things things that would have been overdue a hundred years ago, <laughs> they finally got around to. Um, and uh, Bubba Wallace, who's the only black driver on the circuit, had Black Lives Matter painted on his car. Everything's cool. They get to Talladega. That's right, Talladega Nights is set in an actual racetrack. That's not just a movie. <laughs> and first of all, you got people outside driving around with confederate flags you got a dude in a crop duster flying overhead flying the confederate flag and if all that wasn't subtle enough uh they left a noose in the garage where bubba wallace's uh you know uh where his car gets fixed or whatever right so i I just want to like where are the people who are sticking up for their Confederate flag. Like I already knew their their explanation was horseshit, but yeah. like, yo, if this is the people who represent your flag, like, wouldn't you want to not be affiliated with that? It just seems to me like pretty obvious. I, I was watching this uh, documentary. I think I mentioned this on the pod last week, but how like books in the South, history books in the South, were purposefully rewritten to not talk about slavery when talking about civil war. Like the, the concept of states' rights was all something that they came up with after the Civil War to explain why they caught that ass whooping. And the people who grew up learning that had kids, and those kids became the adults during the civil rights era in the 60s. And those people grew up to have the people who were in control in the 80s and 90s, and those people... Their kids are now growing up, and these are the people right now who are defending this flag. So you got generations of people who are out caping for something that is clearly a symbol of hate. And by the way, not even a long-lasting symbol of hate. Shit lasted four years. Right. The Warriors went to more finals than the Confederacy was around for. Right. Right. But they hold on to it, and they make all these excuses to why to hold on to it. And now you see... You see, to me, what it's all about, really, it's it's about 
motherfuckers are racist. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to how else to explain it. But uh, like uh, like Mario, let me ask you. <clears throat> I mean, it's just a dumb question, but like, how does it make you feel to know there's people running around throwing nooses around it? Like, you know, that's some real yeah specific type references that you do when you leave a noose in somebody's workspace. It is. I mean, that, <clears throat> that like that type of stuff is like you you hear about it and you hear about it for so long that when it still happens now, like it's 2020. You can like video chat your grandmother. You can see your grandmother's face, no matter where you are. If you got a connection and she got the right phone for it, and people are still out here with. First of all, you have a noose. Like you didn't just go get this today, this morning on the way here. Like you ain't grab sunflower seeds and like let me get a noose. I'm finna <laughs> take it up. Like you didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. Then it's like, I, it, bro, like it's. It's 2020, bro. Like, what are you doing? What, like, what message are you trying to send that, like, like a bunch of other people did? You know, what, like, what are you doing? What, what are you trying to do? What, you, you got the flag. We are, we already know where you stand on this shit. But it's like everybody who does that, like, you, you, you did it, and you, it's like throwing a rock and hiding your hands because it's like you, you're not standing next to it. Mar, let me ask you this: What's the most overtly racist thing that's ever happened to you? Like, not like cops messing with me, but like straight up racist. They're not even hiding it. They're like, like a noose, for instance. Um, yeah, I don't know if nothing like, like that, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever, if, if, if it's ever really been anything overtly like that, because I've lived up top majority of my life. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? So like, it wasn't, it, it might've been like some passive aggressive things that right. happened where you kind of know, like. Oh, he probably did that because I was, but you know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Um, I don't, I can't really recall an instance where something like this happened, which is why it's so like disheartening that somebody would, you know what I'm saying? Like you asked me that and I can't think of something off the top of my head, but you asked Bubba Wallace this and it's like a noose. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he got, he got a yeah. specific answer from this week. Yeah. Uh, yo, I, the reason I asked that, cause I was on a round table with Antonio Daniels and Jason Jackson and, mm. uh, Eddie Johnson. And Eddie told a story about he grew up, uh, in the projects in Chicago, but then he moved to the West side and he said the place where they were at in the West side was right across from a suburb called Cicero. Cicero is a white suburb. It's where a lot of the Al Capone stuff went down or whatever. For Eddie Johnson growing up basically in the 70s or whatever, it's like that shit is right across the street, but we can't go there because if we go there, they're going to chase us out. And he told the story about one time him and his boys, they wanted to go get something to eat. And the restaurant they wanted to go to was on the other side of the tracks or whatever. And they passed this white dude on the way in. And the white dude said, what y'all, what y'all boys doing in here or whatever? And Eddie said, man, the hell with you or whatever. I'm getting something to eat. And they go in and they eat. He said, when they got ready to come outside, they said, like, it was like 50 white people with baseball bats. And they're ready to, like, basically lynch him. So they said, they come back inside. The restaurant owner trying to lock up. He's like, man, you can't leave us out there. So the restaurant owner called the cops. Cops come over. And as Eddie and his friends, what did y'all do? I'm like, man, we didn't do nothing. We just came to eat and we're trying to go home and, and these guys out here. So the cop, rather than say, okay, I'm going to drop y'all off at home, which is just like a few blocks away or whatever, he basically holds back the mob, gets these boys to the front of the pack and says, all right, run. Wow. Like on some, like, these niggas about to kill <clears throat> So y'all, y'all, I'm giving you a head start, basically. Wow. But after that's on you. And it struck me because I'm like, yo, that's some wild, like, I've never, that's like a noose, like you said. Like, I, I've never hit that level of overt racism. Uh, Jerv, do you have an overt racist story that you've had happen to you? I mean, I've been called the N-word a couple times. Yeah, that's about the, the limit that's, for me. Yeah, I, I haven't had anything where, like, I was chased. Right. Out of a neighborhood, anything like that. So, yeah, no, it would just be called, like, the N-word a couple times. School. I mean, I went to predominantly white school, so everybody, I always get the, uh, the undercover stuff, like Mari was talking about when people are like, oh, you went to that school. And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I went to that school. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I get that type, I get that stuff all the time. But other than being called the N-word, I never had anything. I can't even imagine having a mob of people after me just, you know what, what I mean? Like, baseball I bats, imagine. man? Like, baseball bats. 
Like that ain't no like we gonna rough them up a little bit. That's no. That's some real shit, Joe Trey. Uh, other than being called a nigger in in Old Town Scottsdale, what's the most overtly <laughs> racist thing that's happened? <laughs> yeah, they'll never see a dime of mine. And actually, that that <laughs> club has shut down. So we shut won. Down, of course. We won long term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still um, here, but um, <laughs> during my playing days in Iowa, um, we we played uh, uh, NAIA school in Indiana, and we had to celebrate. The, we had to basically celebrate Thanksgiving in Indiana. And I went to a restaurant called Perkins in the Midwest. And they said, niggers go home on the wall of the bathroom. So it felt like I laughed because obviously at that time I'm young and I really didn't like concept the whole process of it. But it felt like what Glory Road would possibly be like as far as like, because the team that we we're going to play, like they shut down the entire city just to come to this game. And they were just like saying racial shit and, you know, but it was funny because I, I just laugh at shit like that. I don't really, I didn't never think it would get to that extremity of obviously like us getting hung or not making it back to the school. You know what I mean? Like somebody calling me a nigger at the free throw line. I was just like, all right, I'm about to have like a dub. Cool. Or whatever. Like <laughs> the slander wasn't enough. Like, cause I've heard shit worse on the fucking playground. I mean, not in the playground, but like in high school in a jerk circle. So yeah. a nigga teasing you about being poor or being called a nigger. Right, you right. Know, yeah. I yeah. found in general racists don't come up with funny shit talk. No, nah, it's it, it never works. Like, but it don't very, but it don't strike a nerve either though for me. Bro, I it's mean, like like it's like Trey said it's funny because it's like, bro, after all these years, y'all still got just a noose, bro. Like that's this is what you uh, what like like what a gun up in your face and it's all you could come up with? Like <laughs> that's great. Seriously? <laughs> okay. Um, Rob yeah. shared, uh, shouts to Rob. Um, in 1990, Tony Gwynn found one of his figurines. So I'm pretty sure it was the, uh, starters or upper deck figurines that used to come out where they just have the model, um, hanging Before in a bobblehead. Yeah. Hanging in a Padres dugout. Someone had cut the arms and the feet off the figurine and put a noose around his neck. Someone had committed a mock lynching. So also, we haven't had these experiences since Jackie Robinson. So that's two on a situation along top with, you know, Bubba, Bubba Wallace. And again, for Bubba Wallace to be dealing with this in 2020 after we're supposed to be making some boundary steps. I mean, for one, NASCAR, I, I'm, I'm a video game NASCAR guy. So I don't really tap in with the whole actual sitting here and watching a bunch of laps. But yeah. for someone to be committed and fly a Confederate flag over, um, that was one situation that they're committed to the cause. But then um, for reporters to say that because NASCAR is such a crazy ass sport that somebody could just rig your car or fucking undo your screw, the, the nuts yeah. on your wheels and all that detriment, no other crews are allowed to go yeah. into your cockpit. So the fact that just finding a noose in this young man's, um, you know, area is is crazy because it's like, who's willing to do this? And then there's also cameras around. So when they actually unroll the footage, but you also yeah. have, I, I, I like to, I like to dub this with the, because the, I feel like I've been associated with it and I like not to target fucking religion and shit right now. But like white Christians are racist as hell. And that bugs me out. Because I'm a Christian yeah. and I'm trying to like understand this gap and then where they feel comfortable and what's not. But it's interesting to see to be like, quote, because I've experienced a lot of, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't imagine what falls upon Jamel Hill's mentions. But since I've been mm. kind of very active on social, um, about social injustice, I've been getting some really nasty stuff. And it doesn't bother me because I can just kind of just, turn my phone off and I'll be fine. Well, well, Trey, on that, on that note, I saw you had a really, uh, informative Twitter thread about the history of the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any of that stuff, man. Like I was truly educated by everything you had in that. Um, can you recap that a little and, and talk about some of the reactions that you got from posting all that? Uh, so for one, for Damian Litter to chime in was like huge because obviously like Portland's kind of a like majority white, 
But like this dude has two million followers. He's very active as far as like he loves to be in Portland and shit like that. And he's all about it. But like it's a blind, it's a blind side to that shit. I've been going to Portland since 1995. And I remember the neighborhoods being black. And now you go there when I come to visit, it's white. It's gentrified. Like old out old, old historic Alberta is not the same. So um this all started from me having a conversation with my grandma. And my grandma was like, you know, I didn't even realize none of this shit was really popping. I grew up around all white people. Um, and they didn't really treat me crazy. But this is bugging me out what's going on in 2020. So when we had this conversation, I was educating my grandma actually about this shit. And that bugged me out even more because I was so, like, I dove so deep off of it. What's what, what? We'll share the information for the people who didn't see All it right, on Twitter. So um, I'm going to start off. I'm going to just go through this because it's, it's a lot. It's a five minute read, but I'm not going to go through the entire five minutes. But in 1844, all, ple- all black people were ordered to get out of Oregon country. Um, the expansive territory under the American rule that stretched from the Pacific coast to the Rocky Mountains. So there's no black people allowed. Um 15 years before Oregon became a state, the law allowed slaveholders to keep their slaves for a maximum of three years. Uh, The Lash Law, and the Lash Law became known as the Peter uh, Burnett Lash Law, who also opposed Chinese migration. So it wasn't just us. They allowed Chinese people there. So if you there living, you wasn't, if you Chinese American, you wasn't accepted there either. Um, but they um, opposed Chinese migration to Oregon country who, and this guy actually became the first American governor of California. Mm. Uh, the last law was quickly amended and then repealed. No black people were ever lashed under the law. Uh, those laws created one, what one African American professor calls a very hostile envir- environment that has long made Oregon. It's, uh, in its largest city, Portland, a stronghold for white supremacists. Uh, in 1848, the territorial government passed a law making it illegal for a any Negro or mulatto to live in Oregon country in 1850 That's your <laughs> under the Oregon Donation Land Act. Whites and half-breed Indians were granted 650 acres of land from the government. Uh, and then... In 1857, as Oregon sought to become a state, it wrote the exclusion of blacks into the Constitution. No free Negro or mulatto not residing in this state at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall ever come, reside, or be within this state or hold any real estate. Mm. Damn. And this wasn't taught in Oregon's curriculum. So I had maybe roughly, let me check the interactions right now. Because I can tell you straight up. 400,000 impressions, 41,000 engagements, and I would like to say over 20,000 people did not know this existed. Easily. Because I didn't know. Because obviously, Portland is very vocal about LGBT community and supportive that way. And they've quite, they've just smallly supported Black Lives Matter a little bit. But to not know the history of it and you think you like, OK, yes, I'm on a proud Oregonian and yeah, we're 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 about it. Portland's about it. And you're really not, bro. Like you don't know the whole history and it's left out of the curriculum. It's not even being taught. You know what I mean? Like there's maybe roughly six schools. Oregon State hosts has like an African-American co- uh, class and then a few private courses are offered at some high schools. I'm, t- I'm telling you, dude, one of the the biggest things that I've discovered over the last couple of years is that this shit isn't taught not by mistake. It's on purpose. They purposefully erase this stuff in there because they want everybody to quote unquote move on. Right. But you know, but but like like my man said, like slavery, oh move on. All this stuff move on. 9-11, never forget. Right. <laughs> right. I ain't right. never gonna let us forget that one, right? Right. Um and, and it's it's not that we should be forgetting 9-11. It was it was a heinous event, but like if you look at the number of people who've been killed first just through slavery, 
just through slavery, it's like a million 9-11s, right? And then you throw in a civil war where two million people died because half the country literally wanted to own human beings as property. Then you throw in all the people who died through the civil rights struggle and Jim Crow and desegregation and all that. Then, hell, just add in all the people who've died at the hands of law enforcement from like 1955 till now, right? Like it's... All of these are are national tragedies, and like like you said, Trey, none of this is taught. None of this, and it's not an accident. They do this on purpose. They don't want people to know because they know if people knew, people would be walking around pissed all day. So they yeah. just try to hide it from us. Yep. It, it, it's a shame, Trey. What was what was some of the wildest interactions? I I feel like that kind of information is straightforward. People should just either say, "Yeah, I, I learned about that and I, I couldn't believe it," or "Wow, I'm just learning about this right now. I can't believe it." Well, I'm I have a feeling that some people were still had some slick shit to say. Actually, no, it was no. I got everybody was hmm. positive about it, but more so. Again, I don't I don't know how to read the room with white people and say like if it's genuine or not. Um, but everybody's like, look, Oregon's yeah. still racist, the place that you love. You know what I'm saying? And shouts to Ian Carmel, like he really kind of boosted that a little bit more because he's yeah. just like, Yeah, this is the same place I grew up, and it's been that way. And when black people were trying to thrive in their neighborhoods, 300, 300 to four hundred homes were destroyed because they built the I five freeway through black communities. Yep. And he was very vocal on that. And he also brought a good traffic through. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, like I said, it's disheartening because I feel like Oregon is like a second home to me because my my dad's side of the, my dad was born there. He was he was born in Portland. So, like, my entire family. Um, and uh, this this article actually was uh, written by a black woman who uh, is Deanne. I need to uh, look up her her full name, but I, I I put it at the end of the thread so that you know she can get her credit. But it was written in right. 2017, and the fact that it got swept under the rug in 2017, and it stumbled upon like my lap as far as me researching, um, and cliff noting it to a point for everybody to actually check out. I mean, this was written in the Washington Post, and it. It took for yeah. us to actually get to this moment for people to be like, whoa, all of a sudden, right. wow, my state's racist. And and by the way, every Hell, single one. we live in a racist state. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Every single one. There is no there is no state that ain't racist. Yeah. Let me put it that way. They all have a crazy history. Uh like my man said, uh was gangs in New York. Right. Like someone was saying someone. Oh, one of what my white friends was saying, he can't believe how much stuff that he didn't learn in school. He learned from movies and TV. So he learned about the Tulsa massacre from Watchmen. He learned about uh, the uh, lynchings in New York during the time of Civil War from uh, gangs in New York. He learned about like all the things he learns about is like because he saw a movie or saw a TV show about it, not because it was taught in schools. And I, I go back to man because there's a reason. They yeah. don't want you to learn these things. They don't yeah. want us to know. Anyone who's dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about in person. I cannot even imagine sitting down in a doctor's office, looking at my doctor two feet away from me and letting them know that not everything works the way I want it to work downstairs. Well, luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving your couch. You don't even have to need to go to the doctor's office. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. That's right. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides the treatment is right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. Get free unlimited follow-ups as well with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to readjust your treatment plan. The Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. Trey, I don't know if you know this, I've been using Roman on my hair, man. I'm hoping, I'm praying. The hairline looks stronger. I don't know that just because my hair is going out, but my hairline definitely looks stronger. The back, the situation in the back is also looking thicker than it did 
uh, a couple months ago before I started. And the best part about it is, again, I did all of this for the comfort of my home. I sat right where I'm sitting right now. I dialed up. I talked to a, it was like a FaceTime call almost with a doctor. And, you know, he checked out. I, I took some pictures and he wrote me a script for uh, for finasteride or whatever it's called. It's a pill and also minoxidil, which is a little drip. And so that's how Roman is helping me out. But obviously they, they have a wide variety of things. And so erectile dysfunction is your issue. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to wear a disguise and sneak into your doctor's office. You can do it all in the comfort of your home using Roman. If you're struggling with ED, just stay home. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Let's lighten it up as we wrap up the show here. I get to be an old man once again. <laughs> Y'all can explain something to me because a couple of days ago, uh, producer Rob put it into the group chat, this uh Swiss Beats and Buster Rhymes talking to each other about something. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were beefing with one another. At, like the way I interpreted it, I was like, wow, why, why are they mad? What, what are they so mad about? And you guys explained to me that apparently they're not mad at one another. Swiss is mad at Drake. Yo, you, you pull out a gun tonight, then I ain't never see you use. And I'm glad my dog have a bulletproof vest on. Because, and it makes I, be, it, it, I, be, because be, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on using anything, but like the fact that you couldn't put out something that somebody came to you to listen, man. It's about Buster Rhymes tonight. I don't. I, I don't want to get him I don't want to get him misconstrued. He didn't come to me to make a record with me. He's, he wanted to do Dilla Dillabeats. That's what it was about. Like this. That's what I'm saying. So, so listen, man. That that kid is a is a good kid as well. He's not a bad kid. He's a good kid. He started from different things. We made hit record together. It's all love. It's all love. I don't want no problems with anything. I just want to play music because because my filter is burnt. I understand, and so my is mine. Is burnt, and so is mine, King. My filter is burnt. But but you know what, too? You know what we stand on, too, King. Me and you both stand on making sure we understand everything before we express how much our filter is burnt. That's all. I just want to give you the fullness on the understanding. Yeah, at the end of the day, niggas is pussy for real. What's up? Pop off. Let's go. <laughs> But I'm kind of confused because Swiss was the one said he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Was he talking about Drake? So I'm gonna leave, leave it to one of y'all young things to explain this shit to, <laughs> I mean, to me and all the white people who don't know these guys. So, so before, because I feel like I don't even have all the information either. Um, because I've been off of social media, I had to rely on like a couple group chats to like fill me in on what's going on. All I got was like, yeah, Swiss wild, and then I was like, what happened? And then like I you know, for the first time in a long time, I didn't know what was going on because I'm not on social media, so I had to Google Welcome it. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I had to Google it, and I was like, oh, like, I really went back and I did the, you know, the research on it, whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, I heard what Swiss said first, and I heard the conversation, and I heard his uh, quote-unquote apology. Like, it didn't sound like an apology to me, but, you know, I don't know, um, which... OVO did not accept, but uh, yep. yeah. for you guys he apologized who, who to for it. doing it the way he did it. He doesn't Don't, apologize. He didn't apologize for what so he said. So I got, I got exactly the backstory 100%. on it if you guys want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So somewhere in the long storied history of Young Money, Buster Rhymes was on the label. And I forgot that Buster Rhymes was signed to Lil Wayne. But yes, what? he was. Uh, during his time with Young Money, him and Drake created a track over a Jay Dilla beat. The song surfaced on the internet on Wednesday and Busta was seemingly unaware of the situation. And when he first got on Instagram live with Swiss, however, he tried to explain to Swiss that Drake wasn't trying to slight him by leaking the record. He said, I don't want to get it misconstrued. He didn't come to me to make a record with me. He wanted to do a Jay Dilla beat. 
Jelly How Beans, old is this song? Ten years old. Gotcha. That's what it's about. It, That's all I'm saying. It just leaked now. Yeah. However, Damn. none of the context Buster provided seemed to soothe Swiss Beats. It appears that the latter's problem with the leak is the fact that it possibly came from Drake's camp. And if that was the case, Drake would have been putting out the track no one can profit from. So, Swiss Beats follows up because at the end of the day, niggas is pussy for real. What's up? Pop off. Let's go. And then that, he played a record. So then, so he, then he said, <laughs> he said, if it was a problem, we would have shot your plane out the sky. I said, oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah no, he was, he was getting crazy. Obviously, Alicia seen it. His kids seen it and told him, Dad, relax. But also, they probably reminded him what, what the boy did to Puff. But the, the, the response was from Chubbs, and who don't know who Chubbs is, that's Drake's right-hand man, said, yeah. we don't need no apology. It's clear you don't like us, so act that same way when you see us, pussy. Boy. Woyoy. I don't even know what woyoy means. So I don't even know if my man... Because I could see Drake and them being petty and going to do something to take away from verses. Bro, listen. Drake is going to give Swiss two lines that's going to sting him like a cat scratch. Like, it's going... He going to feel it. He going to hear it and be like, oh, shit, like... If the track is ten years old, like why is he emotional? Over I would it? say he did you a favor because like yeah. shit leak right now before the album even like the album drop on Friday, a song will leak on Wednesday night, and if this song ain't leaking ten years, and first of all you gotta think you're talking about Drake and Swiss Beats and like Little Wayne and all this like these figures who, um, if if he did put out a song, let's just say it did come from his camp, he leaked it and nobody could profit from it. I mean, what's what's the bit like verse? Nobody's profiting off of verses, from what I understand. It's just just for the people, right? That's the same thing. Like this record is just like, oh damn, it's an old record. It's out there now. Like now, like now it's out. It's for the people. It is what it is. It's a good record. It's not like, oh, uh, he put out a video with like Swiss getting smacked or something, and was like, oh yeah, we just had this old footage. Like it's a it's a song, bro. Like he probably really got a personal problem with him. That's why. That's probably why when Chubbs heard what he said, he was like, oh, okay. You just confirmed you got a problem with it because I don't know what goes on behind closed doors in the industry. They might have ran into each other a couple of times or, you know, word got back and forth between camps. And this is just like, OK, yeah, you really don't like us now. Like, I, I mean, I'm just I'm still confused as to what the affront is. Like, why would he get so upset about something that, like, I get it if it's, like, a track y'all recorded last year and you're still trying to figure out to clear the samples or whatever. Don't do that, da-da-da. Or we wanted it to be released on some anniversary or something. But it's a Mm -hmm. 10-year-old track, bro. Like, at this point, it's like, that's just for the music at this point. Yeah, exactly. That's why I I think it might be personal. It might be something, you know, to that because it's like, for that to happen again, I, I can't tell somebody how to react to whatever. It could be someone could be twenty years old, you know what I mean, whatever. But at the same time, I just don't know that you know you. It's a song, dog. Like it's a song that people seemingly enjoy too. Like it's not like it's a whack song. It's just you know, it is what it is. People like the song. I I don't know. Trey, what are, what are your thoughts, man? Like, uh, I mean, like I said. I didn't hear the song. I just, I, I, I don't think that. It doesn't, but the song doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter whether you heard the song or not, right? Yeah. It's the, the idea is that like, was, was that necessary? No, <laughs> it's not necessary. But again, old niggas hate Drake. Um, yeah. And then they also, do. yeah, it's it's odd because it's kind of like, well, how is he winning in this certain situation? And I, I think if they just kind of let it go. And not Dr. J, the MJ situation, it'll be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they they always end up. It, it hasn't failed. It hasn't been one time somebody's kind of got out of the side of their neck about Drake and they've ended up apologizing just because that kind of cuts off whatever future income you got when you taking a what? shot at him because he basically kill you off. Well, it's not only it's not just him killing you off, especially if you're Swiss Beats, like you're at a place business wise. Well, you kind of have to escalate beyond like just some regular nigga shit, right? Yeah. Like some people can't do that anymore. They yeah. can't do the regular nigga shit. Like you're you're having conversations 
with corporate America. You're married to Alicia Keys, who is as mainstream as mainstream gets. Like, you, you're not, I, I know, like, oh, don't get it twisted. Uh, like, a hood nigga still lives here. But it's like, the reality is, man, like, you have business interests that you yeah. can't jeopardize. Not over something dumb and little like this, over a ten-year-old song leak, and that's why, Mari, I like your, I like your explanation. It has to be, feels like there's got to be more to it. Because-, because think about it like this: think about it like this, right? He's on that uh, Instagram live with Buster, right? Let's say the same situation happened, but Buster put the record out. Do you think that Swiss is reacting this way? No, I don't think so because I think that Swiss reaction would have been like, "Oh man, like people ain't even hear this," or you know, I almost forgot about this. This is an old joint. You know, you put that out, he might have promoted it. So when you put a song out and you do something that's seemingly harmless or something that's just like, this is just some industry stuff, if somebody else reacts to it, it's like there's some personal feelings behind it. Because it's like, you know, if you work with somebody and somebody walk by you, they bump you, oh, my bad, my man, you know, it's all good. Somebody else bump you, it's like, nah, you want to, you think I'm pussy, you think it's like, huh? Like, what you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you wanted, you, you couldn't wait. Like, you've been waiting for... You've been waiting for action. It's like, okay, I got action now. Now yeah. I'm gonna, you know, now I'm gonna use this platform to tell you how I really feel about you. This crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Damn, I, I didn't. Um, I, I, I thought I thought it was like Joel Santana when I saw the response too. Like I thought Swiss was Joel. I like yo for for a second I was looking at like is that really Swiss? Because I'm <laughs> I'm just I like it just didn't compute my brain like nigga why are you so mad about like I at first I thought he was mad at Buster I was like because Buster was doing facial expressions and stuff I was like wait are they are they about to fight because who was it that was arguing on Instagram Live like legit arguing uh, it, was Marlon, it was Marlon, Marlon Wayans but it wasn't Marlon, even it, it turned out to be a parody and that's what I that's why I was like is this another parody one of those things for the show I don't, I'm just tired of these fucking Instagram games um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's just Same. a lot, man. You know, you never know what's fugazi and what's not. But. And, it's, and, and as soon as I found out about the Swiss and Drake thing, like I, I cared about it for as long as I read about it. And as soon as I stopped reading about it, I was like, okay, well, that's the thing that happened. So uh, anyway, uh, yep, <laughs> big gulps, huh? <laughs> Airplane, damn food, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, man. Let, let's wrap it up right here, man. Uh, thanks uh, to John Gervais. Thank you, Mariano. Thank you, Mariano's dog. What's the dog's name? Gambit. Gambit. Shouts to Gambit. Like, like, like X-Men the Gambit? Yep. All right, all right. Shout out to Black Trey. Shout out to uh, Rob Lopez on the production. This has been Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. Like, subscribe, download, tell your friends about it. Uh, and uh, don't forget to give us feedback, man. Especially if you white and unique explanation about some of these things, please give us feedback. That's what we're here for. Explain things to white people. <laughs> <laughs>